Welcome. You're about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they um, I want to talk about, are you really born of God? Are you really born of God? God has children. Satan has children. I don't believe what you just said. It doesn't change anything. Satan has children. God has children. So in John 1, 12, it says, As many have believed in him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God, even as many as received him, to become the sons of God. Not born of the flesh, but born by the Spirit. So there are people who are actually born. Now the problem is people come to church and... They have become Christians, not because they came to church, but they have changed, kind of, sort of, or, let me put it this way, people are converted, but their conversion experience is not complete. So, when you are born again, I think we want to just, this. I want to discuss, are you really born of God? Yes. How did you become born of God? Uh-huh. How did you become born again? Uh-huh. I came to the front and I said, Jesus, I accept you. Is that all that you did? And you became born of God? Yes. Hmm. Well, maybe you are, but your birth is not complete. There are people in churches with incomplete Christian birth. In medicine, in midwifery, there, there used to be a main... A major discussion among academics, so long as midwifery is concerned. There's this discussion among, among midwives. There was, I don't know if it's still pending, the question of when a child is fully born. When does a person get born? Now, if the birth process is finished, is it when the child comes out of the mother's womb? And that's come out. That when the child is fully born, or when the umbilical cord is cut, that when the child is fully born, or some said no, when the child comes out, is born. Others said no, it's after the umbilical cord is cut. Others said no, it's after the child cries, it's slap the child. Yeah, good. Now we are we have finished the birthing process. Others said no, it's after the child has been cleaned and then clean the child. So four major parts. Others say it's at the cleaning stage that the child is now fully born. Others say it's at the crying stage when you lay hands on the child. Others say it's at the um, umbilical cord cutting stage. And others yet, others also say, no, when, once it comes out of the womb, is born. All tend to be true, but... There's a spiritual truth correlation in being born again. So, what I'm teaching is very important. So, there are people who are in church. You are born again or you are converted. The word convert is in the Bible. Actually appears twice in the New Testament. Really? 
One is when Paul and Peter told them in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, repent and be converted. And then Jesus also spoke in Matthew chapter 18, verse 2. He said, but he brought a little child. They asked him, who is the greatest in the kingdom of God? And he asked for a little child and brought a little child and put the little child before them. And he said that unless you convert and be like this child. Now, God does never does conversion for you. You have to convert or somebody has to help you to convert. Now, when we talk about conversion, conversion includes there's all the four processes that make a person a full Christian or give a person a decent, proper, appropriate Christian birth. Now, if you want to know how a person fully gets born again a proper Christian, you can't find it in the Gospels. How many of you know what the Gospels are? What are the Gospels? All right. You can never find the full gospel in the Gospels. Can I repeat that? I'm getting a little deep, but I know you can take it. Yes, your minds are sanctified. You can never get the full gospel of Christ in the Gospels. The Gospels only tell us a part of the gospel. They tell us about the human living of Jesus Christ. His death, burial, and resurrection, and does it. But when he resurrected, is that the end? No, he's been working. Is he here with us? Yes. So you can't, and the gospels never told us how to become fully born again. Jesus just mentioned you, be, you should be born again. But the Gospels don't show us how to be born again because it wasn't written for people to be born again. It was written for people to just believe in Jesus and tell Jesus. And even when you read the Gospel, when they say someone had faith in Jesus in the Gospel, it's different, it's different from the faith people had in Christ or have in Christ outside of the Gospel. When I say outside of the Gospel, you know, the New Testament, when someone had faith in Christ, in the other parts of the New Testament, it's different from when somebody had faith in Christ when in the gospel. Because when somebody said they believed in Jesus in the gospels, they believed in the human Jesus, they believed in his power, they believed in his ability, so he was there. They believe you can do this. But when we say we believe in Jesus, it's not the same believing. We believe in the resurrected Jesus who died and saved us by his blood. It's not the same. So, you can't look inside the Gospels. You can't go to the Gospels to know how people should be born again. And you can't... How many of you know about the epistles? Not apostles. This is for epistles, not apostles. What are the epistles? Epistles are letters. So, epistles. Now, listen. The epistles in the Bible is, in the New Testament, is Romans. So, they are usually named... The epistles are named after persons or a city or the people it was so for instance Romans was a, a letter written to the people in Rome what are they called Romans the letter of Romans was written to the saints that were at Rome so it was called this letter is for the Romans and then after Romans Corinthians it was to the saints that were at Corinth Corinth 
So a city called Corinth, the people who were Christians there, the letter was written to them. That means the one who was writing the letter was not there. He's somewhere else and sending them a letter. So the letter of Corinth was, so Corinthians was written to the Christians in Corinth. The letter of Galatians was written to the Christians in Galatia. The letter of Ephesians was written to the Christians in Ephesus. The letter of Philippians was written to the Christians in Philippi. The letter of Thessalonians was written to the Christians in Thessalonians. The letter of uh, Timothy was written to a pastor called Timothy. So in theological circles, it's called the pastoral epistle. It was written to a pastor about how you should do your pastoral work. Hallelujah. So Timothy, the book of Timothy was written to a pastor called Timothy. The book of Titus was written to Titus. So Paul was in prison and he was writing this letter to these guys who he has raised who are doing fantastic work. So he wrote the letter to them. But the letter that was written to them, even though Paul with his intention was writing to individuals, the Holy Ghost who was the actual writer was writing to the body. So even though the letter was to these individuals, it was assigned to the body. And so the letter, that's the letter, letter of Timothy, then letter of Titus, letter of Philemon. He wrote a letter to those who read it yesterday. Uh, he wrote a letter to a man called Philemon with a wife who has a wife called Aphia. And uh, they had a son called Archippus. And they used to run church in their house. So he let, this letter was right. Then the letter of Hebrews was written to who? The Hebrews. And then the letter of James. Now, this is it. This, these are the letters. The latter epistles were letters which are written to people, but the, type, the name of the letters were not given to the audience, were given to the authors. So the letter of James was written by James. The letter of 1 Peter, 2 Peter was written by Peter. The letter of 1 John, 2 John, 3 John was written by John. And then the, the book of Revelation, which is Apocalypto. It's just revealing, Apocalypse to reveal something. That one, it was written by, as it were, Jesus. Even though he didn't write it, he dictated, he said, write it. Write it, guy, write it. So John wrote it, but under dictatorship. <laughs> so, all these are epistles. So when you look at the epistles and revelations, these, all these were written to already existing Christians. So you can't look at the epistles and revelations to know how to become a Christian. Oh, yeah, look at it. Because it was written to already existing Christians. The Gospels were not written to people. Uh, it was just like a, a biography of Jesus. So it was just telling about the stories. It's historic about what happened. And it didn't tell us about how to become a Christian. And then the letters that were written to Christians were, didn't tell us about how to become a Christian. So we are left with only one book in the Bible that helped us to know how to become a Christian. It's called the book of Acts. So you see people preaching to unbelievers and telling them to be, unbelievers asking, what should we do to be saved? And they're telling them what to do to be saved. So some have some part of it. And interestingly, you'd, the processes of becoming converted, or the processes, the things to do to become fully converted or fully properly born again, have a decent Christian birth, were not all concentrated usually in one place. So sometimes they said, repent and be baptized. Other times they said, be receive the Holy Spirit. Other times they, 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 they told him, believe in Jesus Christ. 
So the, the Philippian jailer in Acts chapter 16, verse 30, what must I do to be saved? And he said that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you and your household. So they drop one there, but it's not only believing. That makes you fully born again. My God, because in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, they asked men and brethren, what must we do? They were cut to the heart, and they asked men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? And they said that repent. Ah, ah. But they didn't tell the prisoner that repent. The jailer. So they dropped, repent, and be baptized. Ah, baptism. Paul met some believers in Acts chapter 19. He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believe? They said, we have not heard about what the Holy Spirit did. He said, ah, so into what were you baptized? He said, into John baptism. He said, that's baptism of repentance. It was just beginners. This thing. But so your, your born again experience is not complete. You have to get it complete so that you can be fully born again. In, when, in Acts chapter 8, verse 14, the Bible says, when the apostles in Jerusalem, when they heard that Samaria has received the word, they sent Peter and John, who when they came, prayed that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Ah, that means they began getting born again, they believe in Christ, they have accepted the word of God, but the process was not complete. Now, when you become born again and the process is not complete, it begins to give a problem. It's like cars. Normally, many cars, I think six cylinders or something. Eight cylinders, six cylinders. Blah, blah, blah. But let's assume a car with four cylinders and two of your cylinders are not working. The car will start. Yeah. It will be driving. Yeah. But when you get to a hill, the car won't go. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> because you're only running on two or three cylinders instead of four cylinders. Yeah. Wow. wow. become born again, there are four major things that must happen in your life. That means that your birth is complete. So most people, the problem they have is spiritual midwifery. There's something wrong with their spiritual midwifery. That's why you have come to church and you are comfortable still fornicating. And yet you said, I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. No, that, that, just that is not enough. I have faith in Jesus. I believe he died for me. That, just that, is not enough. So I want to give you the four corresponding, because when a child is born, at what point in time, comes out of the mother's womb? Is that enough? No. Cut the umbilical cord? Is that enough? No. Lay hands on the child? Is that enough? No. Get a child to have washing. That is the four things. Spiritually, what are the things? Let me just, no, no particular order, because sometimes in the scriptures you see it, one is presented, other is not presented. And Jesus told them that when you go preach repentance. And then when he said, when you go baptize them, he said, when you go tell them to receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus said it. And those who believe in me, they will receive the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said it. John the Baptist even said it. So it's in the Gospels. But it's not clearly stated. It's in the it's in it's referred to in the epistles. Because they are talking to Christians who have moved, must have undergone that. So there are times you see them talking about since we saw your faith in Christ. Or he's talking to the Christian believers as a, about how you have repented from your sins. Or sometimes talking to the believers about how you have been baptized. You have been baptized. So the four things that need to be done is repentance. Let's all say repentance. repentance. Say it loud. Repentance. Say it louder. 
Say believe. believe. Second one is believe. Let's all say believe. believe. Third one is baptize. Say baptize. baptize. Or baptism, the same. Say baptize. baptize. Fourth one is receive. Say receive. receive. If one of this is missing, your spiritual birth is not really complete. Doesn't this sound like a good message? So you go to the streets and you preach to somebody, the person begins to cry, he says, yes, I really believe in Jesus. I really want to do this church thing. That's not the beginning. Believing is necessary. It aggregates everything. I'll explain it in a minute. But the way you start from is repentance. Repent from your sins. The umbilical cord must be cut between you and the world. You are in church, but the world is in you. When you lose it with God, people who are right are correct. You think they are wrong. People who have lost it with God make laws and they say, you are wrong. There's something wrong with you. How can you in this modern day think like this? There's something wrong with you. So when you read the Bible, when they ask Peter in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, verse 37 is where they ask the question. The Bible says that and when they, whilst he was speaking, when he said these things, they were cut to the heart. Listen, excuse me. It's okay for something to cut you to the heart if somebody's really preaching proper gospel. How can God come to you and you are, you, you are in sin and God will not correct you on the sin? So, it's important to understand, all right? So he says that they asked Peter, what should I do to be, what should we do? They were cut to the heart. And they said, "What men and brethren, what should we do to be saved? And Peter said, repent. That's where it starts from. If you haven't repented, something is wrong with your Christian life. What do I mean by people who haven't repented? They have believed Christ, but they are still retaining their old ways of doing things. You can't still be doing drugs and said, now I've become a Christian. It's possibly you actually believe. You have believed, but there's something wrong with your birth. Your spiritual birth is incomplete. And with, with, with time, you either give up, you backslide, or with time you won't be useful in God's hands because your birth is incomplete. So it's not only repentance. When you repent, so have you, I want to just help you to remember. That's why I'm arranging it. How do you spell rubber? So if you take the vowels out, what do you have? How do you spell it? Good. So R for repent. B for believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 30, 20. At 16 verse 30, the, the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? And the response, 31, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So you get saved by believing. I believe in Jesus. He died for me. What do you believe about Jesus? He died for my sins. And he died so I can have forgiveness. You have to believe that. Then you can't be a Christian. That's the most important aspect of the Christian birth. More important than repentance. Because faith is the most important aspect of the Christian birth. Why? Because you can't repent if you don't have faith. 
You can't be baptized if you don't believe. You can't receive the Holy Spirit if you don't. He said, Acts chapter 19, verse 2. Did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believe? Believing undergirds every every one of all these ones. But in certain traditions, certain church traditions, four different, some churches only focus, especially liberals, they focus on repentance. So you used to be a bad boy. Now you're a good boy. Good works. Now you don't create problems. So, so long as they are concerned, that's enough. That makes you a Christian. No, that doesn't make you a Christian. That's reformation. That's not transformation. You can reform your behavior. It doesn't mean you have been transformed from the inside. So there are some liberals who believe yeah, reform. Others also believe that you just have to believe in Jesus Christ. You just have to believe in Jesus Christ. So once you believe in Jesus Christ, that's enough. And others also believe you have to be baptized. If you are not baptized, there must be works that show. So, so some of you, you, you think you're a Christian because you were baptized. Yeah, yeah. These are things that you have to repent from. When you say I believe in Jesus, means that I'm also repenting from something. Some people say I'm not a Christian. What did you repent from? What did you ask God to forgive you? The sins that you did. Have you asked him to forgive you? And have you told God, God, I won't do it again. You come to church. I believe in God. But you go back and say, because you don't intend to change. And you say, oh, this Christian thing is not working for me because you are not properly born again. Your birth is questionable. Your spiritual birth. Some people are only running on one cylinder. I believe, I believe. It's not enough to say I believe. Because your believing will be short-lived. Full of yourself and emotions. Full of yourself. You come to church and you are still full of emotional issues. And you are not ready to let go. Because that's your... Where you, you, you cocoon. Because you are so self-centered. Everything must evolve around you. Even the, the way the pastor is preaching is making you stress. The devil is alive. It's better for you to be stressed than to go to hell. <laughs> Why? Listen. Preaching stresses the devil. Wow. Are you learning something at all? So you have to, when you're born again, you have to walk away from something. That's what it means to, be, to believe in Christ. People who are born again and they still retain their old way of life, their old lifestyle, doing the same things, lying on people, fighting everywhere, and they don't see anything wrong, fornicating, changing girls like you change shoes or you change trainers. Anytime you buy a new trainer, it's for a new girl. And yet you say, I'm now a Christian. Hey! Something wrong. There is a call for repentance. That's why a lot of churches have stopped talking about repentance. Others also only focus on receiving the Holy Ghost. No, you say, some people are receiving and speaking in tongues, but their life is in the tongues of death. Some people, I don't want to hear this kind of thing. You hear it, or if you don't want to get up and go. You hear it. You hear it so you don't go to hell. You hear it. You hear it. 
We need preachers who have the backbone, who have the wings to be able to speak the truth of God's word for people to repent. I call you to repentance. Change your ways. Repent as you go to hell. Repent for the kingdom of God. Jesus, John, Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, first statement when he started preaching, the first thing he said, repent yes, for the kingdom of God. He said, repent means change your ways. Yeah. Stop doing it. You can't, it's not compatible. You can't be in church and still keeping some things. Are you listening to me? You can't be in church and still retain some things. Yeah. I'm not talking about where you are struggling with some things and you are looking mm. for help out. Mm. But some people, they don't care. No. They just live in it. Yeah. It takes a faithful church for God to save your people. Yeah. Paul said, I'm not only ready to suffer, I'm ready to die for this thing. Yeah. Then there's not much you can do to threaten him. Yeah. You are doing it for the life of people. Yeah. You can't be stopped. God is calling somebody. Tomorrow, one day, You'll be calling on God, and God will refer you to today. Yeah. He'll refer you to today, and you, you sneered at God. I rejected God. God will refer you to today. If God wants to bless you, always leave you with an instruction. So repentance, and then believe, and then be baptized. If you haven't been baptized, your Christian birth is not complete. That's when the baby is cleaned. We have to clean you up. We have to clean you up. We have to clean the baby up. Clean the baby up. Believing is when the baby has come out of the womb. Repentance is when the umbilical cord is cut. Separate yourself from the world. Separate the baby from where he's coming from. Some people have arrived, but they are still connected to where they are coming from. There are some, some, some places you can't be found there anymore because you are not a believer. You used to be like that, but you are no more like that. Because now you are born into the family of God. You are born into the family of God. So any Christian birth that doesn't include repentance is incomplete. You will never experience God the way you should. And then baptism. Be baptized in water that's clean. And then the last bit is receive. You have to receive what I was going to focus more on is receiving. Why? Because there are people who have become Christians and from, their, from the onset of their Christian work, they didn't know that the Holy Spirit is so essential and actual part of a Christian life. So they have, oh, 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 they have repentance towards God. They believe in Jesus and have been baptized to identify with the death and burial of Jesus. But they haven't received the Holy Spirit. And so the Trinity is not complete. Wow. Wow. Father, Son, but they don't do anything with the Holy Spirit. When you read the New Testament very carefully, New Testament never really said, come and receive Jesus. Never say come and receive you because you don't receive Jesus, you believe in Jesus. Wow. 
Oh, but as many as received him, that one was physically, he came to the Jews. The Jews didn't receive him. And when he died, read the Bible. There's nowhere in the book of Acts where anybody was asked to receive Jesus. But they were always told, receive the Holy Spirit. 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 So, when you start your Christian journey with all these four cylinders in place, then you have actually been properly born again. So there are people who are in church, they are saved, but they are not safe. They are saved, but something is still not complete. Something is still not complete about their Christian life. That's why they create problems in the choir. That's why they create problems with the ashes. That's why a pastor will finish preaching and they go and start gossiping. I don't understand why. Yeah. And you know this guy is really, maybe I think he's a Christian because he's serious about Christ. But why is he always having problems with whatever a pastor will say? Because something is not complete. Not complete. And so you are exposed to all kinds of spiritual sicknesses. It's like your immune system is not complete. So you are in church. You look like us. But you're, you sound like us. But your birth is deficient. Wow. Yeah, you have believed in Christ, but you have not repented. You have believed in Christ, but you have not been baptized after you believe. You have been baptized, but you have not received the Holy Spirit. And so you are trying to forgive your former boyfriend not based on the Holy Spirit but based on your own strength. And you are failing to do it. You are trying to stop fornication but because you have not received the Holy Spirit you are depending on your own strength. But girl, boy, you are not strong enough. You can't obey God without the Holy Spirit. So you are, at best you are just being religious but you are not spiritual. But what it takes to be spiritual is disengaged in your life. You haven't received the spirit. Christian who is not aware of the Holy Spirit is going to have struggles. Huh? Even your prayer life will struggle. Mm-hmm. You are reading the Bible with your mind. And so you say, anytime I read the Bible, I'm confused. I thought you would say, anytime I read the Bible, I'm convicted. being convicted and being convinced about the goodness of God, you are rather confused. Because you are using your natural mind to access spiritual things. You have to receive the Holy Spirit. You have to desire the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is not coming to come upon you and you are not repented. Because the Holy Spirit is holy. H-O-L. L L L L Y 
holy. <laughs> holy. Yeah, I know you are not holy in yourself. But until you are willing to give up some things, you can't receive him. You want to receive the Holy Spirit, but your life is full. Your life is full. Full with worldliness. Wow. Filled with worldliness. Filled with sin. Filled with lust. Desire. That means desire. I like this thing. Filled with stubbornness and arrogance. Think you think the world evolves around you at the center of the universe. Get over yourself. You are just a sinner like me. Dirty sinner on the inside. Haven't you noticed that everything that comes out of you has a problem? Eat nice rice. Give a few hours. See what will come out of you. (laughs) Chicken chame. Yeah. You just finished eating chicken chame. Few hours later. (laughs) What has changed it? Your inside has changed what is coming out. I'm just trying to tell you that all of us inside us, we have been damaged from inside. Yes. So don't let anyone make you feel that you are worse. I am what I am because of Christ. Yeah. And I'm not better than you. Whatever I'm doing, you can do it if you can also expose yourself and allow Christ and receive the spirit in the same. It's not got to do with education. It's not got to do with background. It's not got to do with your previous exposure. You could have been exposed to all kinds of stuff. You might have done all kinds of stuff, but it's not a conditional. God using you is not predicated on what you haven't done. It's predicated on repentance, believing, baptizing, receiving we all have the same starting point. How come others do better than others? Check the baptism, the birthing process. And what they have done. The final one, the reason why receiving is the Holy Spirit. And, and, and when a child is born, the child has to cry. So they lay hands on the child. That's the lay hands for the Holy Spirit to come on you. They will shake you so that you can cry. You are now alive. If you haven't received the Holy Spirit, we can't certify that you have actually gotten it. The only place in the Bible where all the four are concentrated is in Hebrews chapter 6. Let's read that and I can end. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, leaving the discussion of elementary principles of Christ. Leaving what? The discussion of the elementary principles. I'll wait for you to open your Bible. I can see people turning 
their Bible, I feel it's so nice. I love it. When I see things like that, I just love it. Those of you who are turning, opening your Bible, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. Hebrews is towards the end. Yeah, it's nice. Towards, not in the middle, please. It's just towards the end. Are you there? Is everybody there? Yes. Shall we all read? Let's go. It's so fundamental. It's elementary. He said, that's where you start. Then we build from there. So then he began to mention the fundamental and the, early, the fundamentals of Christian faith. And then he says, what's the first one he mentions? Repentance from dead works. Someone shall repentance. It's foundational. It's basic. It's born again 101. Yeah. Conversion 101. Also, where does conversion? Conversion is when you have actually done all this and you have changed. Wow. That's com- you have been converted. Fundament- fundamentals. So instead, leaving the elementary, let's go, let's not lay in the game, the foundation, the foundation of repentance from dead works. What's the next one? Faith towards God. That's belief. Yeah. Faith towards God. What's the next one? Baptism. Have you seen that repentance, belief, baptize? Oh, wow. The rabbi is right there, coming up there. And then what's the next one? Laying on offense. Paul laid his hands that they might receive the Holy Spirit. The laying on offense was always attached to receiving the Spirit to the extent that sometimes the scriptures just said laid hands, and we all know that it's about the Spirit for people to receive the Spirit. The first four, there are six. The first four is there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Repentance from dead works, faith towards God, baptisms, and laying on of earth. Then the other two is eternal judgment and resurrection and eternal death. But these are four. First four is fundamental. That's where in the Bible, in the place, one place in the Bible where all the four are mentioned. Concentrated because that is what makes a person truly born of God. The title of our message is, Are You Really Born of God? Wow. I know you've joined the choir, but is your birth complete? Why are you in the choir and say, Me, I don't talk to this one? I mean, I don't talk to this person. I don't talk to this guy. I don't talk to this man. Because uh, the way he annoyed me the other time, he's a liar. I don't, I don't like to see him. Come on! That's not Christian. You can't behave like that. If Christ is in you, because he has received the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 7, verse 55, Bible says, Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. Acts 7, 55, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. Acts 7, 35, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. Shit! But he, being full of the Holy Spirit. Being what? Full, full of, of the, the Holy Spirit. Not full of himself. Some people, you know, sometimes you're your preaching like, I wish this person was not here. Because some people are so full of themselves. The way they, when you say something, the way they look at you for an attitude. Humble yourself. So situation doesn't humble you in life. Full 
full of the Holy Spirit. And because he was full of the Holy Spirit, something remarkable happened. Look at verse 59. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. They stoned him. They stoned him. They were killing. They killed him. Jesus, receive my spirit. And then what shocked me was, wow, when a person is full of the Holy Spirit, this is what they can do. Look at the next verse. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice. He should have said, God, kill this wise man. What did he say? Lord, do not charge them with this sin. I bet you can't do that. They are killing you. He said, God, don't charge them with this sin. How? But he didn't operate from his human self. Because he was so full of the Holy Spirit, he could operate like Jesus did. When they were killing him, he said, Lord, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Um, that's not natural. How many of you know that's not natural? Look at what the guy, the way that guy lied on you, or that girl lied on you. And up to now, you haven't given up. You hate him. Up to now, you are bitter. You are trying to forgive, but you are saying, I just, I just, I just can't. Because it's not natural. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. So you can do what is not natural, but is godly. Anyone who says, I don't like this person, I don't talk to this person, tells you that maybe they are not full of the Holy Spirit. It's only when you are not full of the Holy Spirit that you can say, I don't talk to this other Christian. It's a clear sign that you are void of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is in you, we can see the evidence. It's not No. That is not the actual evidence. That is the beginning. But it's not evidence. It's not the actual evidence. The actual evidence that the Spirit of God indwells you is your fruit character. Because he begins to bear the fruits of the Spirit. It's not the fruit of a good person. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Not your fruits. So the gentleness is not from you. That gentleness you exhibited is because of the Holy Spirit in you bearing it. Are you really, 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 really born again? Born of God? Why is sin not disturbing you? If you are born of God. Why is contention so comfortable? Why are you so comfortable with contention with other believers? Why is, so, why is gossip so natural that you don't even have any conviction? The church is not for, is not for people who say Christianity is my thing. The church is not for people whose parents are just Christians. The church is for people who are born of God. Are you really born of God or you are just coming to church? God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube and visit www.carrots.org for videos and upcoming events. Remember, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer.